0: three two one oh my goodness good morning good afternoon whatever it is for you i hope you're having a fantastic day my name is zach schaumler this is strong opinion sports episode 423 welcome in uh i gotta say i'm on a diet and i i'm, I'm taking wednesday's my cheat day where i like have I think this week I'm going to have nachos on Wednesday. I'm really excited about that. But all, all week so far, I've been eating carrots and eggs as like kind of some protein or something other than carrots. Carrots, like the little mandarin oranges you peel like cuties basically, and bananas. And those are literally the only four foods I've been eating for like, I'm only like three days in it. whatever, you know, Thursday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, it's now Sunday morning. So it's going pretty well. And we'll see if this new thing sticks, but I, uh, I, I feel way better. Like I have eat. I eat like, horribly and uh, i'm eating pretty good right now just those four foods carrots bananas mandarin oranges and eggs hard mostly hard boiled eggs and uh i feel really good and also i i have hope like on wednesday i get to have good food again and i'm excited about that so i don't know if anyone's struggling with a diet or i like don't don't exactly copy me but i'll tell you what i'm like three days in and i feel amazing and I, i can't encourage you enough if you're thinking like hey maybe i should change how i eat do it i'm doing it and uh I feel the best I've felt in weeks. Like, I have more energy, and I feel really good. Um, I read somewhere, like, what, whatever you put into your body really does influence how you feel. And, hey, I'm, I look, I'm, I'm only three days in. I'm not trying to, like, sound like I'm doing all this crazy stuff. But so far, yeah, I totally—that's exactly how I feel. I've been sleeping more, I've been eating better, and I feel fantastic. Now, uh, let's start today's episode with what was, in my opinion, the biggest game from college football championship weekend— in the SEC title game, Alabama beat Georgia 41-24. to And so the mighty Georgia is now no longer undefeated. Both teams are now 12-1. and And Alabama played so much better than they did last week against Auburn in the Iron Bowl. I mean, last week, they barely, they survived Auburn. They barely beat them. It took four overtimes. And it does make me wonder if, in prep all week before, or going into the game, or something, it makes me wonder. And I, I certainly wouldn't blame Alabama if this is true. I, I wonder if Alabama was maybe last week looking a bit, you know, past Auburn to the Georgia matchup, going like, "Who cares about Auburn? We got this massive game against Georgia coming up." I, I, I that makes a lot of sense to me, and that could be very possible what happened. I've also seen a lot of people on social media, stuff like that, uh, saying things like. Alabama destroyed Georgia or this game was a blowout and i i don't quite i mean it's i'm getting like nitpicky here but i don't quite agree with that i mean the game was Georgia led 10 to nothing after the first play of the second quarter it was 17-17 right before halftime um you know Alabama did leave, lead 24 to 17 at halftime and then for sure Alabama pulled away in the second half but saying that Alabama blew out Georgia i'm like eh know that I quite agree with that. Uh, honestly, I really want a rematch of these two football teams and I think we might get that. It could be a very, very interesting national title game matchup. I think that'd be fantastic. I want to see what kind of adjustments Georgia would make for their potential next matchup against Alabama. Now, the star of this game by far was Alabama quarterback Bryce Young. Oh my goodness the dude had four touchdowns he had three passing he also ran for one zero turnovers now he did have a fumble that he recovered himself that was there was a a bit of a nerve-wracking moment there but the guy was 26 for 44 passing uh, with 421 yards again plus the four touchdowns I mentioned that's easily the best that anybody has done against this Georgia defense all year and in fact, after this game, after this game plus the year he had, he's got 40 touchdown passes, four interceptions. He's thrown for like 3,900 yards. I would be shocked if Bryce Young did not win the Heisman Trophy after the game he had, plus the performance he just, you know, the year he had, all, all, performance he had all year is what I'm trying to say. Bryce Young's awesome, and I love this guy. And he's only a sophomore in his second year in college football. And I love that he wins with his arm. I think that's something, like, because he can run, he's a great athlete. I want it clear, Bryce Young is a pocket passer. Yeah, he had a touchdown run against Georgia, and um, he, he, he has the ability to run around. But Alabama did not call one designed quarterback run with him all year. Like, he is a true pocket passer who can run if there are man coverage and no one's paying attention to him or extending plays, and he extends plays very, very well, but I... When the draft comes around someday for this guy, you're going to hear people that are like casual football fans saying, he's a running quarterback. No, no, he is not. He's a fantastic pocket quarterback who can run if he needs to, but he wins with that right arm of his, and he shredded Georgia. It was really cool to see. Now, going into this game, the most points Georgia had given up all year was 17 to Tennessee in a game that they won 41 to 17 Georgia won that game now after losing to Alabama 41 to 24 this is by far the most points Georgia has given up all year and I tried to leave the door open for Alabama to maybe win this game I I I said things like you know anything can happen but the reality is and I said this too I did not expect Alabama to beat Georgia I really didn't I'm glad they did but I I was surprised I'm like oh my gosh Alabama's winning and by a lot I really I had fun watching it was awesome and I'm glad Alabama won because I really want a rematch of Alabama and Georgia in the national title game later down the road clearly these are the two best teams in college football and I think also like we'll see what happens in the college football playoff we might get like Georgia Michigan could be interesting but clearly to me Alabama is the only team in college football that can hang with Georgia and anything could happen. I think Ohio state on their best day against Georgia on their worst day would have been interesting, but Alabama, the only team all year that not only beat Georgia, but even was competitive with them at all. So well done by Alabama in the second half of this game, Georgia's offense could not keep up with Alabama. Stetson Bennett, the Georgia quarterback threw two interceptions and uh, they also got stopped on a fourth down in the red zone. Stetson Bennett's first interception, I want to comment on this. I felt bad for him. It was a, a play where it was a bootleg. He's rolling right, had a defender in his face. Not to mention, the, the guy who picked off the pass, the defender back there, was kind of hidden behind the ref. Like I, I from, from Stetson Bennett's perspective, I would imagine he thought he had a receiver wide open. Defender in his face, it's hard to see anyway. Plus, you see a receiver and a ref, you probably can't see the defender behind the ref. And I, I thought he had a wide open receiver. Plus, the receiver... Stopped his route. I felt bad for Stetson Bennett because I thought that was an interception where it, 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 ah, just, it's a tough one, right? Like, that's you probably want to throw that ball away if you're not sure. If you're ever unsure, I don't know. You can't make rules like that. I mean, I just, I don't That's a tough one. But the second interception Stetson Bennett threw, uh, Bennett got fooled. It was a great play by Alabama safety, uh, Jordan Battle. He disguised the look as, as too high and then. You know, made a move, uh, jumped down to play the robber. Look over the middle, came down. He grabbed a pick six. uh, Took the ball for a pick six after getting the interception, and that gave Alabama a thirty-eight to seventeen lead. First of all, great play by Jordan Battle. He had a couple good plays in this game. Number two, that that play kind of sealed the deal for Alabama's victory. But again, if these two teams meet again, I I expect a good game. I I really think that I want to see what kind of changes Georgia would make and what they could learn from the film in this game. Because Alabama, if the Alabama didn't win here, their year is likely over. There are two losses. And I mean, they might, they might, they maybe would have made it in. But I don't think so. I think they would have, you know, the committee would have said, you already had your shot at Georgia and you lost. And so this this game is more important in a weird way. I, I don't, this is weird. I don't like saying this stuff where you're like, oh, the emotional appeal. Like Georgia wanted to win. It's not like they didn't fight hard, but I, I, I wonder if this matchup might be the thing that helps Georgia do better next time. They look at the film and go, hmm, we can make these couple adjustments and, you know, be be aware of disguising coverages and run the ball a little better. Maybe uh, you know, throw the ball to George Pickens a little more. Like things like that. I'm like, you know, it's very possible Georgia just uses the film from this game to ultimately beat Alabama in the national title game. Uh I gotta say it was cool to see the respect between Alabama head coach Nick Saban and Kirby Smart, the Georgia head coach. They had this long handshake and talk after the game. Remember, Kirby Smart used to be Nick Saban's defensive coordinator at Alabama. They've had a lot of good battles against each other over the years, both in recruiting and on the field. And uh, it was also cool. Like During Kirby Smart's interview uh, right after the second quarter, going into halftime, Kirby Smart gave a lot of credit to bryce young in fact even after the game he shook bryce young's hand before going to find nick saban and i i like kirby man i I really respect the humility that kirby smart has he's not a guy who will make excuses or he just owns it it's like yeah we got beat and he talked about like there are things we could have done better and he credited nick saban he credited uh bryce young that's that's a classy move i think a lot of people are um they're self-absorbed when they lose. And they talk about all things. That, oh, this happened or that, but it's unfair. And Kirby Smart does nothing like that. And I really, really uh, respect the attitude of Kirby Smart, both throughout the game and after the game, after losing. Now, I, I, my final note here about this game, I want to say it was really cool to see George Pickens playing for Georgia. He's a stud, future NFL receiver. He's six foot five, and he tore his ACL during spring ball. A lot of people... Did not think he would play at all this year. So for him to show up in this game, it's the second game really playing this year. He played last week too, but he had two catches here. Had a, a big catch down the sideline for 37 yards early in the game. And keep your eye, George. You know, keep your eye on George Pickens because as we head into the college football playoff, Georgia has potentially two games left. If they win round, in round, uh, round one, then they go play in the national title game. I think they're going to make it into the college football playoff. And George Pickens is a guy who. He can make a big impact uh, uh, during the college football playoff. Okay, give me one second. I need to apply ChapStick. I can't be the only person who um, recently I've had these lovely neighbors downstairs who love to smoke like a ton. And uh, they smoke and they smoke. They chain smoke. And all the smoke blows directly into my studio. I'm like, it's so fun to have smoke everywhere. It smells horrible. Um, I, I do my best. I've got a fan right now outside blowing smoke, <laughs> hopefully away from the door so it can't get in, but uh, I actually don't have any walls sealed here. So it's it's quite fun. And it really, I, I don't know if that's what dries up my lips. I don't know. I, I, I last episode, I talked about how my lips get really, really dry here. I think that might be it because there's a lot of humidity in the air, but uh, the smoke, I don't i don't know if that's a thing, but if it is, that's the reason why I have a constantly dry mouth here is I, I live in... <laughs> Smoke. I hate, I hate that crap, and I, I, I have to deal with it a ton. It's not fun. Okay, uh, let's recap. Here's what happened during college football championship weekend. Alabama beat Georgia to win the SEC title. I already broke that down, uh, but there are three more meaningful games I want to talk about. Michigan dominated Iowa, forty-two to three. It was not a. It was kind of a slow burn. Like it was only fourteen to three at halftime. Michigan just kept scoring and Iowa kept not scoring I want to say I'm so happy for Michigan's head coach Jim Harbaugh he went from he lost to Michigan State earlier this year his first loss and only loss of the year and he was I I think there were conversations being had like do we even want to keep Jim Harbaugh like people literally he was on the hot seat in some people's mind and I was like I wonder if Michigan is going to decide to get rid of him. I I think that would have been ridiculous. I even said that at the time. I said, look, you know what you're getting. Um, But I I did not expect Michigan to be where they are now, which is they are 12 and one. They won the big 10 title. And now they're getting a spot in the college football playoff. Good for Jim Harbaugh, man. I love to see that. And I like him as a coach. He loves his job. He loves his life. He loves football. And he's an easy person to root for in the football world. Now, Michigan's offensive line. Oh my goodness, they're unbelievable. They are just—they're a wrecking crew. I mean, they—they they just push people everywhere. And I, I'm really excited. I think if we get the ideal matchup for Michigan would be, uh, like, I guess Cincinnati, right? Everyone wants to play Cincinnati in the college football playoff. But I—I I think Michigan against Georgia would be really, really entertaining. Two quarterbacks who I'm not really hot on, who have turnover. I guess Cincinnati doesn't have a turnover problem, but he had two turnovers against Alabama and. I worry about the Michigan quarterback, and I think it'd be really fun to see Michigan play Georgia and watch their defense against that offensive line. It'd be incredible. Uh, now the game kind of got away from Iowa. Both they played two quarterbacks in this game. Both of them played really badly, and I- this game for Iowa it was truly a blowout. Michigan won forty-two to three. Now in the Big Twelve title game, Baylor beat Oklahoma State twenty-one to sixteen, and. If Oklahoma state had won, they might have, might've had a shot at the college football playoff, but Oklahoma state decided to make things easy. And, uh, the selection committee now does not have a difficult decision. They lost. I think, OK States out. I don't think Baylor has a shot at the college football playoff. Now this game was a ton of fun though. I, I really, it came down to the final play. Oklahoma state had the ball fourth and goal at the one yard line with exactly 30 seconds left. And, uh, Baylor stopped him. Baylor's defense got to stop on. That's kind of the dream situation for both teams, like fourth and goal on the one. You want the ball. You're, you're trying to score. And for the defense, you're like, if I could be the hero on fourth and goal from the one yard line with 30 seconds off to win the conference title game, like that's really cool. And uh, it was sweet. Jaron McVeigh, a former walk-on 60-year senior, got the stop. It was a fitting end that Baylor's defense secured the win. Uh, Baylor head coach, Dave Aranda, is a defensive guy. He won a national title with LSU in 2019 as their defensive coordinator. And Baylor's defense was awesome in this game. Spencer Sanders, the Oklahoma State quarterback, threw not one, not two, not even three, but four interceptions against Baylor. Two of them led to Baylor touchdowns in the first half. So Baylor won the Big 12. Now, I don't see either team, Baylor or Oklahoma State, both are 11 and 2. Neither of them have a shot at the college football playoff, but it was a game worth mentioning. Uh, Oregon, by the way, in the Pac-12 championship got dominated by Utah. I wasn't going to talk about it, but it is kind of fun. I I talk frequently about how I I think Oregon is often overrated by their own fans. Their fans talk really big, and I don't know. I'm not going to pretend I didn't enjoy watching Oregon get dominated by Utah on Friday night in the Pac-12 championship, they're out of the college football playoff conversation completely. So I'm not going to linger on that too long, but I, I just remember Oregon fans talking real big after beating Ohio State. And uh, look where they are now, right? Oh, oh they're not around. Oh, oh, yeah. I, I'm from the Northwest, but I'm a Pac-12 fan. And uh, I never feel bad when I see Oregon lose. I uh, I know how they stand nationally. And their fan base seems to not understand that the SEC brand of football is a much better brand of football, but Oregon fans are happy to live in delusion and enjoy your delusion. Uh, also, uh, Cincinnati beat Houston 35-20 to 20 for their conference title. Shout out to the American Athletic Conference. Cincinnati is 13-0, and 0, and uh, they're the only undefeated team left in the FBS. And so now, in my opinion, the playoff selection committee has a really easy decision. I don't know how you can— What I'm about to say is, I think exactly what's going to happen. And if that's if what I'm about to say isn't what does in fact happen, I would be shocked. I think you got Alabama and Georgia, Uh, both got to get in. They're both 12 and one. They are the two best teams in college football. I would rank Alabama ahead of Georgia because Alabama won the SEC championship and Georgia did not. Michigan is 12 and one. They won the Big Ten title, and Cincinnati is 13 and 0. So it's these four: Alabama, Georgia. Michigan and Cincinnati. Interesting. There's no schools with the, you know, there's no like state school. I mean, they I, I do them. So I, I think there are state schools actually, but there's no like Alabama State. There's no Georgia State, Michigan State. Kind of fun. They're all just one name: Georgia, Alabama, Michigan, Cincinnati. And in my opinion, you need, you need to make it so that Alabama and Georgia will not play each other in round one because a I don't want to see them play each other back-to-back in in back-to-back games. I just don't want that to happen. B, I want to leave a path where Georgia can play Alabama in a rematch in the national title game. I think that would be fantastic football. So I would go, number one, Alabama. They won the SEC. Number two, Georgia. Number three, Michigan. And number four, Cincinnati. Round one, in my scenario, would be Alabama against Cincinnati. And then Georgia against Michigan. Georgia-Michigan would be a fantastic football game, I think. Uh, Georgia probably would win. But that offensive line for Michigan against the Georgia defense would be really fun. And uh, that is how I would rank the top four teams left in college football. All right, guys. I'm going to take a short break. uh, And that's that's all I have for now. Uh, I'll be right back. All right, we are back. Hope you're doing very, very well. I want to give a shout out to the ACC title game. This game did not really impact the college football playoff scenario at all, but it was still really fun. Pittsburgh beat Wake Forest 45-21. to Pitt finishes the year 11-2. They are the ACC champions. And uh, this was a fun game. Now, Pitt pulled away in the second half. And this game really had a similar trajectory to the Alabama-Georgia game where it was close. In fact, it was actually tied right before halftime, 21-21, very similar to how Alabama and Georgia were tied, 17-17. Then Pittsburgh scored. Uh, that made it 24-21 to going into halftime. And then in the second half, Wake Forest quarterback Sam Hartman threw a bunch of picks uh, and Pittsburgh pulled away. And it was actually kind of sad. I felt bad for Sam Hartman because he had four interceptions in the entire game. And it's kind of crazy how much Sam Hartman reminds me of Carolina Panthers quarterback Sam Darnold, both in the good ways and the bad. Their throwing motion, their footwork, their mechanics, and also, unfortunately, uh, a knack for risky throws and bad turnovers. I don't like saying that. I like Sam Hartman, but I got to be honest about him. Now, man, I would love, 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 and this might be wishful thinking, but I watch, the more I watch of Pittsburgh quarterback Kenny Pickett, the more I like. Like, he is a really, really good quarterback. Dude can sling the ball all over the field, and I would love to see Kenny Pickett stay in Pittsburgh, in that city, when he moves to the NFL playing for the Steelers, and I think he really could replace Big Ben. That would be awesome to see. He actually had this crazy fifty-eight yard touchdown run. I had no idea he could run like that, and I, I'm like, "Oh my gosh, he's faster than I realized." And um, I don't know. I just keep your eye on Kenny Pickett. He's going up and up and higher up the draft boards, and the dude looks like a first-round pick. Maybe, maybe he'll fall to the second round, but I, I, it's hard to find anything to not like about Kenny Pickett. Like he's a great quarterback. He throws the ball really well. He makes good decisions. He's a good leader. I. I love the kid, and I think he could be a franchise quarterback in the NFL from what I've seen so far. We'll we'll dive into the film later, but I really like everything I've seen about from this kid so far. Uh, now, Wake Forest, I, I just like let's give them the respect they deserve. They went ten and three. They still have a bowl game. They could finish eleven and three. That would tie the best year they ever had in two thousand six. Wake Forest went eleven and three and uh just hey like wake forest they lost the ACC title game but they've had an amazing year and uh basically not officially but basically it's the best year wake forest football has ever had and uh well done I know you lost but well done demon deacons all right let's shift gears to Aaron Rodgers um how do I even begin this man uh The art of playing the quarterback position is basically my favorite thing in the entire world, and in my opinion, there's one guy who stands alone above everyone else, and that is Green Bay Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers. Now, I do this thing, and I'm a little bit embarrassed to admit it, but I carry a football around when I walk at night. I kind of just get lost in my own head pretending to throw, doing footwork, and I pretend I'm Aaron Rodgers because there's no one else you would rather pretend to be. Like, Aaron is the best of the best when it comes to throwing the football. Now, I've had a really hard time making this. And the reason why, I I guess when I look back at all the work I've done before has been usually about young quarterbacks, but especially about quarterbacks who you're not sure. Like, is this guy good? Josh Rosen, Sam Darnold. Um, often quarterbacks in the NFL draft process. I did a film analysis once about Tom Brady, right as he was leaving New England. And a lot of people were saying he's washed up, he can't play. And I'm like, hold the phone. Let me show you the film and tell you why Tom Brady is still good. Now, Aaron's different. It's taken me about a month to make this because I had to figure out, what does it even look like to break down the film of Aaron Rodgers, who, in my opinion... You watch film, there's not really anything for him to work on. Like, he's amazing. So this will be kind of different because I'm just going to talk about all the things that make Aaron amazing to me. Like, when I need a break and I want to watch entertaining football, whose highlights do I watch on YouTube? It's not Tom Brady. It's not Peyton Manning. It's not Russell Wilson. It's not Patrick Mahomes, even. I I could see Patrick. He's exciting and fun. But the guy... Whenever I'm like, I want to watch high-level quarterback play, the guy I turn on, I watch Aaron Rodgers playing quarterback because he's the best. I've been working on this for a couple weeks now, and it's been really challenging watching Aaron Rodgers' film on like a Friday night and then watching college football the next day because he is so much better than the guys in college. It actually gets frustrating to watch. Like, oh my gosh, all I think about when I watch college football recently is, well, Aaron wouldn't miss that throw. I go like, oh, well, Aaron would have thrown that ball because for Aaron, open is actually different. There is so much more of the field available to him than other quarterbacks because he can put the ball wherever he wants to. The reality is that Aaron plays the way every quarterback wishes they could. It's amazing. He doesn't really have any limitations. Open to Aaron has a different meaning. He doesn't really care if a defender's standing right next to his guy. He doesn't really care if the guy's too far away or he's falling the wrong direction. He can get them the ball. It literally does not matter as long as the guy is open. Like, watching Aaron play quarterback is basically like watching someone play Madden. You watch Madden, a guy will be facing the wrong direction, and he throws it across the field, and you're like, that's not really possible. It is for Aaron. Aaron Rodgers is unbelievable, and I think he's actually so good. And he's, he's so casual with the way that he makes incredible throws. People actually don't appreciate him enough. He is the best thrower of the football ever to walk the earth. I'm not kidding. I'm not exaggerating. It's unbelievable. Whenever I throw a football, I pretend I'm Aaron. I just imagine I could do the incredible stuff he can actually do in real life. Is Tom Brady more accomplished? Yeah, he's won more Super Bowls. He's got more wins, rings, stuff like that. And Patrick Mahomes is maybe more unpredictable, more exciting. I guess probably. But who is the most talented quarterback on the planet? Who is the most capable quarterback in the world? Aaron Rodgers. Does that make him the best? What does the best mean? There's no way to really answer that. Uh, Is that like more likely to win? Best leader? Do they score the most points? I... I don't really know how you measure who the best quarterback in the NFL is. But in my mind, for whatever that's worth, I think Aaron Rodgers is the best quarterback in the NFL. And he's got all this stuff off the field. Aaron Rodgers, here's what I'm going to say about this. I want to say this, and I'm going to be very careful with my words, uh, like, like Aaron would probably be, and not say very much, but Aaron has had a lot of stuff go on off the field this year. The reality is, when you watch film, none of it matters. He is the best quarterback in the NFL. He's the most talented. He's amazing to watch. The back shoulder fades he throws are unbelievable. The timing and accuracy it takes to throw back shoulder fades, not only as consistently as he does, but as comfortably as he does. Like It's casual to him. He's very nonchalant. It's not a big deal for him. He just goes, oh! Steal yards, no problem. And most quarterbacks alive can't even do that. And Aaron does it easily. He had a game-winning drive against the 49ers where Aaron got the ball with 37 seconds left and went bang, 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 field goal, game over. Packers won 30 to 28. It was unbelievable. He was like, massive throw, massive throw, field goal, game over. And you're like, oh my gosh. Do not underestimate How incredible Aaron Rodgers is. It's also cool when you think about the fact that when he was in college, he had a totally different throwing motion. And that's something that no one ever, I think, really talks about, is the obvious work ethic Aaron Rodgers has. The work he put in to change his mechanics entirely is unbelievable to me. Like, I I love it, man. And also, he's a better runner than people realize. If no one's open... No problem. He's a weapon. All he does is make defenses wrong. And if you're not going to worry about him running the football, he can run for a lot of yards. He ran for a touchdown against Chicago. Don't underestimate Aaron Rodgers' ability to run the football, too. He's got this move where he's under center and he pops the ball out wide to a wide receiver for like a little. It's basically a screen pass, except there's no screen. He's just, he's realizing if I get the ball out quickly enough, he can make him man miss and run for a solid gain. There is no faster way to get the ball out of your hands than what Aaron does he's also so good at play action he's got this amazing play action fake against the Bears where he has his back to the defense for such a long time he's holding the ball he sells the fake really hard turns and finds a little chip route it's not a big play it's not amazing but when you watch the end zone view you're like that's a brave thing to do to have your back to a defensive end for that long trusting that you're just going to sell the fake really really well He's so incredible at play action. That's something no one talks about is how good he is at selling a run fake. It's also his ability to quickly flip around and find receivers downfield. Like, It's just so underrated how good Aaron is at play action. So look, man, Aaron Rodgers is incredible. We've never had anyone do some of the stuff that he does. And look, you better appreciate the guy because he puts on a show every single week. All right, guys, uh, that's all I have. I really don't have any more of this episode. I love you. I appreciate you. That Aaron Rodgers topic took um, a long time, way longer than I'm proud of. I've been working on it in the background for a long time. I hope you enjoyed it. Maybe you hated it. I apologize if you did That wasn't my goal. My goal is to make a fun, interesting, entertaining segment. And uh, regardless, I love you and appreciate you. And uh, bam, we are done.